Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here this afternoon with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? A little spunky today on LinkedIn, I see. Uh, just, just a little bit. Every now and then, I just love throwing something out there that's going to drive a ton of conversation, Daryl. And, and I think what I threw out there yesterday is going to spark a really good discussion you and I are going to have today. Oh my goodness. Well, it already has what 20,000 views and people commenting. It's like this stream. You struck a nerve, but it's, it's right on topic. So uh, by the way, everybody, welcome to the selling from the heart podcast. You, uh, if you're new to the podcast, we're glad you're here. You've joined a community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, driving results, doing the hard work and selling from the heart. So thanks for joining us. Uh, check us out online at sellingfromtheheart.net and at sellfromheart on Twitter. And of course, Daryl, Amy, and Larry Levine on, on, faith, on LinkedIn. Sorry, Larry, LinkedIn. What, yeah. what, what did you put out there today that has driven so much discussion and uh, controversy? Uh, it, it's, it's all around the art of the conversation. And I think the success, the success that I've had leveraging social even in you know previous roles, is I stayed true to who I was. I was authentic. I was genuine. As mm-hmm. you know, our podcast speaks about. I speak from the heart, but I won't hold back. And you know that, Daryl. I just won't hold back how I feel. And there was a topic that I threw out yesterday, and I call them rants, but it was really around something that I see that that salespeople are really struggling with, and that's how do you operate in a digital world as a sales rep? It's a big challenge. No it's question. A, It's a huge, huge, huge challenge. And so it's not only how do you build your brand and your identity and your presence online, so how do you look good? But even if you get past the dressing up and looking good and so forth is what are you going to do next? And it's not just about your appearances. How are you going to drive engagement? How are you going to get somebody to get involved in a conversation with them? We always talk about content and so forth. And this is where sales reps really miss the boat. So yesterday, I actually <laughs> threw something out just to see what would happen. And, and I kind of took a, you know, the top 10 approach to it. And we're not going to get into top 10. I'm going to pick out my favorites. You guys can go online and see it. But it was the question I threw out there was actually it wasn't even a question. It was a statement. I go on to say the top 10 reasons why most sales reps are having very little luck with engagement and driving conversation online. And that's a tough part. So I, you know, just a couple of them is I just said, you know, everyone's posting motivational stuff. I love motivational stuff, but yeah, I come on it. every time you see someone online, they're sharing, you know, the boat won't go if the team won't row type stuff. Exactly. So come I said, on, what man. else can you, know, what else can you guys share to educate <laughs> your clients or prospects? Right. I think, I think all the motivational stuff's going to do is motivate them not to tune into you. So let's just throw that one out there. Ouch. And then the last couple is, and I just coined this term. Sometimes I don't even know what comes out of my head and my mouth sometimes. <laughs> but I said, you're engaging in social graffiti by spraying and praying. Oh, geez. So let's think about that one. Social graffiti is you guys just post anything, right? 
And we, and we have to look at these social platforms and really look at them for what they're worth. So to me, LinkedIn's a business platform. So I'm really strategic with what I post on LinkedIn. Now, mm-hmm. granted, you have Instagram and Twitter, and that might be a little bit more loosey-goosey. Right. But when it comes to LinkedIn, I'm really strategic. So I said, there's too much social graffiti spraying out there. And then the last one is... <laughs> You've positioned yourself as a sales rep by not spending any time whatsoever building a professional buyer client centric profile. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, we can go on and on about that. And this has driven so much conversation in less than 24 hours. But the one that I want to drill on, and I think we can start this conversation, I'll throw it back your way, Daryl, is a gentleman about, oh, Earlier this morning, he actually commented on it. And I can tell this guy was a sales manager just from his comment. I'm going to read it to you. And I'll throw it your way for a comment because I think this is where we're at with this. Is sale, you know, sales professionals must take it upon themselves to build their brand. I mean, they have to. It, it, there's no question about it. They don't have to wait for any guidance or leadership. They have to take it upon themselves. But this, man, but this manager goes, he says, he goes, what role do you believe leadership plays in this situation? Since I'm responsible and accountable for my team's development and activity, I believe that having a sales professional on my team with these poor engagement approaches would be my fault. We get what we accept. And you know what? I, I kudos that guy back. And I said, dude, I'm, oh, giving, no. you a digi- I'm giving you a digital high five. And mm-hmm. I go, at least I've heard it. Management must understand the impact this has to their sales reps, their company, and their growth. Accountability starts with management, understanding good versus bad, then with ongoing coaching and training, holding their reps and their team accountable to their digital presence. Yeah. In the end, it helps everybody. So, you know, what do you think about that when it comes to where does management fit in this whole thing? I think this is an extremely important topic and an extremely important category for managers to start to consider. You know, last week, if you caught our podcast, last episode, we talked about moving from connection to conversation, taking those digital connections we, we, uh, we meet online to drive conversations because, you know, you ask any sales rep that's in a, a face-to-face type selling role, um, you know, about sales. And at some point during the conversation, they're going to say, people buy from people. That's why I'm needed. People buy from people. Well, well that's so cliche, dude. Right? It's true. It's true. But how do you get to know people? By conversation. And so, you know, we talked last week about strategies to drive authentic conversation with not just your clients, but new people. And we brought out this whole thing. And I think this, this sets up our talk today about um, the management side of this is if you want a good, healthy sales funnel, you have to have a very healthy relationship funnel. And just by, you know, it's, it's so sales managers uh, want healthy sales funnels. Sales reps want healthy sales funnels. Business owners want healthy sales funnels. Everyone wants that. But if people buy from people to get stuff into the sales funnel, you have to have relationships. And by definition, the challenge is, you know, managers, uh, and I've, I've been a sales manager. You've been a sales manager. We've done this before. You know, we want to hammer on the, the opportunities, what opportunity was there? And I, I think, it, you know, what opportunities did you create this week? Uh, where is this deal in the, in the pipeline? But, and I think sometimes managers look at a relationship or a conversation that's driven 
And when there's no 30, 60, 90 opportunity attached to the end of that conversation, they're write it off as that reps wasting time. But just like you have a sales funnel, you put stuff in the top, you put 10 in the top to come out the bottom. Relationship funnels are the same way. If you want to put stuff in your sales funnel, you've got to have lots of relationships, which means you as salespeople, we need to be driving lots of conversations, which therefore means as managers, um, maybe as much as we are, are, drive, are looking at, you know, how many deals did you create? Maybe we should start asking our sales reps, how many new conversations did you have? Well, I mean, I could talk about this forever because it's so so validating. I think this is where we start talking about how do you take traditional sales metrics and blend those in with some more modern metrics. Right. we We just get so focused. In fact, just the other day, somebody you know, sent me a message inside LinkedIn because, you know, they're getting burned out on being bombarded with how many new appointments did you go on, right? How right. many were new? How many were current? How many proposals did you do? I mean, sales people are just getting benchmarked to death based on 20-year-old metrics. Not to say that they're not valid. They're still valid at some point. But if you're not opening any of these new conversations, if you're not building any of these new relationships, right. then what happens and I think this is just a product of what's happened over time. And it goes back to spotty prospecting, spotty business development. And it's that whole mindset of we're just reacting sales reps. They're just reacting to bad sales funnels. So they don't, they don't have time to build relationships. So when they do maybe debrief from the end of a week, that sales manager, all they want to know is what are you going to sell right now? So even if they do, even if they're introduced into somebody that they know at some point in time, they can sell them something right. right away. They just go, okay, what's the opportunity look like? And if there's no opportunity, they just say punt, right? Punt the ball and move on. But we have to balance, you know, to use that football analogy, we have to balance. There's a ball at the five yard line. we got to be able to close that. But then there's also right. that ball on the other side, which is at the down. other five yard line. We got to move it 95 yards down the field And we have to do a healthy, delicate balance of all of that. And it just goes back to sales reps must get better at blocking and tackling when it comes to building their sales funnel. Yeah. And, and, and one thing, you know, I certainly don't want to, to go light on, we've got to deliver results. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a quota there's, you know, so it's not, it's talking about building relationships doesn't mean we're going light on building on, on achieving quota. Um, What it actually is the exact opposite. Once again, if people buy from people, then the question is, what kind of relationships are you developing? And- well, yeah, but, but, you know, you just triggered something, and, and I just had to jump in because it's, it goes back to that old book by Kevin Davis, Slow Down, Sell Faster. Ah, great book. And, and, it's, and it's not that you have to all of a sudden do this big, you know, long, romantic, you know, business <laughs> relationship where it's six or nine months before nothing happens, something yeah. happens. Yeah. Right. I mean, relationship to revenue doesn't have to take that long. It's just that you need to know the key questions to ask to take it from relationship funnel to sales funnel. So wouldn't it be amazing if sales managers just added maybe one more question or categories of question to their weekly review? Um, And, you know, a question like, how many new conversations did you drive this week with somebody? Did you have with somebody who is not currently a client of ours how many well, new conversations 
Well, we can even flip, we can even flip that one as well is how many new conversations and how many new relationships did you start with people who are already doing business with you? What current clients are you doing business with and how many people in there in those accounts do you know? I mean, let's just start at the easiest spot possible with the salespeople out there. Let's go back, you know, take your top, take your top 10 accounts that you're working on. Right. How many people the sales reps really know? So let's just say it's two or three at tops. Now, if I'm a manager, why don't you task your sales rep going, guess what? You need to get to know five to 10 more people inside those accounts. And those are a great way just to start conversations with people who may already be familiar with their company at some form or fashion. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's a great point. And, and you could even categorize, you know, if you're asking how many, how many net new conversations did you have this week? Um, it could be with people you didn't know inside a current account. Um, and I'm going to throw a softball or it could be with, with somebody that is not a current customer. I'm going to throw a softball at you, Larry, why would I want to get to know people inside my current accounts that aren't decision makers per se? Because we live in a day and age where everybody's connected to somebody and somebody in that account might know somebody in some other place that you're going to try to get into. And it goes back to that whole line. You know, you're one degree of separation from your best sales opportunity. You just don't know it because most sales reps and their managers aren't connected to multiple people inside their current account. So how would they even know? It is the biggest untapped network of sales teams is the current clients relationships. And it's not just the decision maker. It's certainly the, the decision maker and you need to stay in touch with them. But, you know, I loved your strategy as a field sales rep of trying to find any reason to, on a regular basis, go by and check on your current clients um, face-to-face even because those relationships you develop as you're checking in on them even if it's with the, you know, someone who isn't the person that puts the ink on the paper per se, those relationships have, um, you know, connections and relationships and developing genuine relationship with multiple people inside your current accounts. Not only is that smart, my goodness, right? I mean, we've got to protect um, our current client base. And one of the best ways to do that is build relationships, but it also is a bridge to new opportunities. So, Big time. Go ahead. Yeah, but you, 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 wow. Yeah, I'm going to throw a bold statement out there, but I'm going to say, you know, sales reps, if you're struggling to start a conversation with somebody face to face who doesn't know you, you're going to struggle 10 times trying to start that same conversation online. Hmm. So, and I see it, it's, it's obvious, it's blatantly obvious online. And I spend, you know, I block and tackle certain times throughout the day inside my news feed on LinkedIn and I see it and I test it. I'll throw, you know, you like to use the word softball. I'll throw softballs up for people. Right. That all they need to do is just reply back to. And I'm like going, you know, guys, if you, you know, I, I'm handing you, you know, I'm handing you a softball. All you got to do is pick it up and hit it with a bat. And you can't even do that, which means that that's where, that's where the sales, the sales reps struggle because they can't. They're, they're too impatient. They're too impatient with the relationship building aspect of this that they go, you know what? I don't have time. I don't have patience. I'm not going to deal with this. They don't understand the fruits of the labor. So let's just look at it from a simple perspective. If you just, if a rep just goes and connects face to face with 10 or 15 people inside their accounts and learns the art of building a relationship face to face and that conversation starters, 
that to me, that's the bridge mm. to this for simple here. And, and I'll throw this out because I used to do this all the time. Is if I got to know, I don't even care the size of the account, Daryl, really doesn't matter. If it's an account that's got 20 people in it, in it it's, it's a whole lot easier to build a relationship with 10 or 20. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to see most of them. But then if they start to see you and you start to build that genuine, authentic relationship, how difficult is it for a rep to start connecting these people and say, hey, by the way, Daryl, I noticed there's three people inside your network I'd sure love to get to know. Do you mind bridging an introduction? Right. How hard is that to initiate a conversation from somebody who hopefully already knows, likes, and trusts you? And I mean, they're facilitating that conversation for you. They're facilitating starting that conversation. This stuff isn't that hard, but I think where sales reps make it so difficult is they mind screw this thing. And, and, and the simple reason is if you're not seeing your current customers on a continual basis, this becomes difficult because you can't ask them for help if you don't see them often. Yeah, I think that, well, certainly can't ask for referrals if you don't have, haven't developed no, a relationship. No, zero. You know, not going happen. back to the topic of, of sales management and metrics, you know, we measure sales funnels for our reps. We should also be measuring relationship funnels. How many net new conversations did you have? Uh, could be with current customer. Great. Um, could be with somebody, you know, somebody else. So let's think about how we have conversations nowadays, right? Um, there are a lot of different ways we have conversations. It used to be that if you wanted to have a conversation, you had to look at someone in the eye and go face to face. Then Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. There's another way to have a conversation, but now uh, conversations are happening on so many different channels. And the most obvious um, place that, that you can drive conversations if you do it correctly is through social. Um, and so if you were a manager today, Larry, and you wanted to, uh, and I was your sales rep, God forbid, uh, and you were the manager, uh, what would, how would you hold me accountable? What would you do? Well, <laughs> I'd love to work for you, Larry. It'd be awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> But you know, you just see, but the thing is, is you know me all too well. I, I mean, I was my own worst sales manager because I held myself to such a high degree of standard myself. Sure. That my, that my sales managers just purely let me down just because I, they weren't, they weren't okay. doing what I was hoping they would do. Well, once again, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the unfortunate position of being your, now. I would be very fortunate to, if you were my sales manager, and you were, you know, it was our end of the week meeting, or if I had to turn a report into you verbally or on paper, what would you ask for? And what, what metrics would you look for outside the traditional metrics that, that reps, uh, managers are looking for now when it comes to this whole thing about driving conversation? Well, I'm, I'm going to set, I'm going to set aside the traditional sales funnel. You know, because we know we have top of bottom of. I mean, ho- hopefully by now, you know, the listeners on on this podcast, they know how to manage multiple layers in their sales funnel, their sales managers working with them and, and so forth. But I think what I'd really work with a rep on is their network, the network of people who know who they know or the network of people they want to get to know. So this is why I really coach to this relationship funnel. And that's what I'd work with sales reps on, especially new sales reps, or if if I had a team of them, is how are you building and facilitating relationships? So the same way that we look at a sales funnel, I'm going to start working with a sales rep and start working with their relationship funnel. So where are you at with the top of the relationship funnel, middle of the relationship funnel, and bottom of the relationship funnel? And if we look at it from a digital aspect, 
This also is that, and I'll use you as a classic example. So let's just say we have a mutual friend uh, that introduces me to you, Daryl, right? Okay. And I'm a sales rep and I'm just now meeting you for the first time face to face. You know, we're going to do some, you know, cordial meet and greet and that conversation face to face may last a couple of minutes and then we might move on. Right. It, right, just, right. Just, just to keep it simple. But then from there, I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple other things. I'm going to probably start looking at your social platforms. I'm going to start probably inviting you to connect on LinkedIn. I might follow you on Twitter, might follow you on Instagram. And I'm going to nurture that relationship Mm -hmm. with some thank you messages, right? I might send you an email if we exchange business cards, but then I'm going to start serving you up relevant content based on what I've uncovered about who you are as a person. And I think this is how we can start nurturing some of these relationships along. And I think that's the missing link with where sales managers can really help sales reps build better relationships is they just have to start driving a conversation and it's not a sales conversation. Mm -hmm. It's a business. It's a, it's just, we're building relationships and it's just being truly genuine and being authentic. And I found that the quickest way I scaled my sales funnel was I built that great relationship funnel and and, and it doesn't have to be this long romance, like I said before, is this sales reps are missing that huge part of, I, I think, the sales manager sales rep disconnect with social is the relationship part of this is I think sales managers understand the importance of social. They just don't know what to do with it. So they've paralyzed their mind to it. Sales reps are chomping at the bit to use social because some of them see how fast it could scale their business. Right. Well, so if you think in terms of this relationship funnel and you're a manager, what are some things you would look for? Um, in your reps at the top of the relationship so, funnel. We'll work so I, I, I think a couple quick things mm-hmm. is look inside your account base. How many, how many people inside your account base are you starting to build those relationships with? So I'm going to ta- I'm going to task a sales rep mm-hmm. that they need to start looking at upper level management, mid level management, lower level management. How many people inside these current accounts that are doing business with us? Do you know that could be spot one? Mm-hmm. Spot two is obviously you have, hopefully you have a targeted account list. How many of those people inside your targeted account list are you learning something about? How many of them are you following? How many of them are you looking to do, not even looking to do business with? How many of them are you looking to open up a relationship with? Because if you don't have a relationship with them, you can't do any business with them. Well, so, so if you think in terms of conversation being the activity metric, um, you know, how, I mean, obviously at the top of the relationship funnel, digitally there's, there's new connections, right? So a sales manager could look at the new connections that the rep made that week um, for sure. Right. I mean, there's, there's a place to start the, um, but the, but the next thing is how many conversations did you drive? And in terms of the, you know, the face to face world um, for a sales rep to go back that week and recount the conversations they had, that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty meaningful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but here, but here's the, but here's the thing, Daryl is, you know, when they say conversation, what's a traditional sales manager going to say a conversation is face to face on right. the phone. Right. Yeah. Well, so it brings up the next question is how would you define, um, what would qualify, you know, uh, as a reportable measurable digital conversation, the, put you on the spot. 
Well, it could be done multiple different ways. It could be done via text message, right? Smartphone to smartphone. It could be done via Skype. It could be done via GoToMeeting. It could be done via FaceTime. Right. You know, but, but I think what it really requires is I'm going to flip this right back to management is management has to have better conversations with their salespeople in terms of let's peel this thing back. Walk me through those 10 conversations. How did you start those conversations? It could be email. It could be a message through LinkedIn. It could be a direct message in Twitter. It could be a direct message in Instagram. The conversations to me start multiple different ways. Certainly by, by virtue, the definition of a conversation, and we have to say that, I mean, a conversation is two-way communication, right? Right. It's not just blasting an email out, but it's actually, uh, it's not just blasting a social post out, but it's starting a dialogue, right? And we've got it, as we talked about last week, we need as salespeople to master the art of getting people talking and driving conversation to build relationship. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a very um, important relevant topic. And I think we've, we've actually opened more cans of worms here today in our conversation that uh, are going to require more uh, insight, more thought and, and all of that. But one thing that is certainly a takeaway today is sales managers start looking for different ways to measure your reps performance. Do you need to measure the sales funnel? Of course, of course. But if if, if you're going to have a healthy sales funnel, you need to have a healthy relationship funnel. It's a little, I think one thing we've uncovered today is measuring the relationship funnel is a little bit messy, but it's relationships. Relationships are messy. Um, I think we've got to figure out together ways to, um, to, to, to measure and to engage our sales reps into how are you doing with developing relationships in, inside our current account base and outside our current account base? And how are you, we doing with driving two-way dialogue? So, um, I, you know, the good news is today we've gotten this conversation started. And I really hope uh, that we'll be able to hear back from some of the sales managers that listen in terms of what are your thoughts in, in terms of how you are going to talk with your sales reps, measure your sales reps, coach your sales reps, in the whole development of a relationship funnel and in driving that new conversation, because if people buy from people and they still do, um, we've got to develop relationships digitally face to face. And that's, what's going to drive our sales success. So great topic today, Larry, we've got a lot more to discuss on this topic. I'm sure in the, uh, weeks and months to come. We would love your feedback. So look us up on LinkedIn, Larry Levine, Daryl, Amy. You can also search for Selling from the Heart podcast on LinkedIn and follow us, share us with your friends at Sell from Heart on Twitter, sellingfromtheheart.net on the World Wide Web. Um, so we want to challenge you this week, specifically if you're a sales manager or even if you're a sales rep, start driving, uh, talking to your sales manager about what you're doing to create nurture and grow your relationship funnel. And I really look forward to hearing uh, what everyone has to say. So fantastic topic, Larry, any words of insight before we sign off today? You, you know what I'd really challenge the, the, the listeners to is go back to their sales managers and ask like you'd mentioned, but I would love, and I know you would, is I would love to have a sales manager on this podcast and talk about this very subject. 
Absolutely. So if there's, if, if there's somebody out there who's doing it right, yeah, who's, who's, who's doing, doing it right or, or is not, or thinks they, you know, they want to start doing it right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I would urge them. I'm more than welcome. And I know you would this have a sales manager on here. So that's my shout out is, you know, let's get a sales manager on whoever wants to step up to the plate. You can send us some messages and let us know. We'd, we'd have you on the podcast in two seconds. Sales manager, hot box edition, oh, <laughs> <great. yeah>. but <laughs> there'll be no spotlight. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this week. As always, uh, we just uh, are so thankful for this community that is developing. Um, and our challenge every week is simple. Be genuine, be honest, do the hard work, do everything it takes to serve your clients, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.